0: Have you considered walking away from real estate in 2023? Has the housing affordability crisis, lack of sales volume, and recent class action lawsuit against your commission made you want to hang up your super key and go sell insurance? Well, don't give up just yet. Mike Mills of Mike Mills Mortgage and Finance here. 2023 has been a rough year for our industry, and right now, 2024 doesn't look to be too much better. But as Winston Churchill once said, a pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity. An optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. And my next guest is an optimist who will show you where to find the opportunity if you're willing to work and look for it. Joining me will be Tanya Bugbee. Tanya is a real estate coach and consultant with over 20 years of experience as an executive leader and business owner, and over 10 years of experience as a business coach. She coaches brokers, agents, and business owners from all walks of life. She teaches her clients about systems and processes to put in place that will expose opportunities in your business and reduce the risk as you continue to grow. Your business is your life, and your life is your business. And Tanya is going to show you how to strike that perfect balance and get you ready to tackle 2024. Look, realtors are leaving the industry left and right. And who can blame them but right now is the time to seize the opportunity in front of you and grow while others wither away and tanya's the perfect guest to show us how hello hello to all my real estate professionals out there so are you ready for 2023 to be over (laughs) Are you strongly considering finding a new career path outside of real estate in 2024? Well, before you make any impulse decisions, I want you to listen to what we have to say today. Real estate was very easy for the last several years, but this year and probably next year will be filled with all new challenges and obstacles that will cause many agents to walk away and never look back. But I'm here to tell you that opportunity is here if you know where to look for it And today's episode is going to help you find it. So welcome to the Texas real estate and finance podcast, where we come to you every week with experts in the real estate industry who will help you not only survive, but thrive in this new challenging market. I'm your host, Mike Mills. And today we've got a special guest who's going to help us show you how to set up 2024 for one of the best years of your career, but it will not be easy and it will take some real hard evaluation of your business that might be tough for you to come to grips with. But if you can, you'll have the opportunity for success in a market where other agents are hanging it up. Now, before we dive into today's lesson in perseverance, remember, if you find value in these conversations, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast platform or go check me out on Mike Mills Mortgage and Finance on YouTube for more exclusive content. Uh, Content Can't talk today. Subscribing and sharing these episodes with friends ensures you stay updated on everything happening in the market and allows me to continue to provide content that will help you create the real estate career you've always wanted. So my guest today is Tanya Tanya is a real estate coach and consultant with over 20 years of experience as an executive leader and business owner, and over 10 years of experience as a business coach. She coaches brokers, agents, and business owners from all walks of life. Now, she's not gonna sugarcoat things, but what she will do is show you how to get through this market and come out the other side with a business that's even better than the best years to date. Tanya, how are we doing? Let me get back on a roll. Hey. How's it going?
1: It's going great.
0: Good, good. I'm Doing glad good. to hear. It. Now, um, I we're gonna get into you know who you are and how you got to where you're at, and 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 throw out those credentials so everybody kind of understands that. But I always like to put a little meat right at the very front of this thing because I want people to be able to pop in here and understand. Okay, what are we gonna talk about? So before we get into your credentials, I just want you to give me a broad list of three strategies that you are telling all of your clients right now for maintaining or even growing your real estate business for 2024 and beyond. So we'll dive deeper into them kind of as we get started. But I just want you to give me some high level, you know, points that that we're going to talk about today.
1: Well, I really want real estate agents to go a little deeper than just their mindset. It's I tell them about their mindset, their heart set, like we're going to do this, like this is doable. I'm going to rock this because there are going to be agents who don't have that and they're going to get out of the market. So we got to get our mind right and then we really do need to work at the strategies and there is not a one-size-fits-all strategy for my clients so i want everybody to dig deeper and work really hard with their database right their sphere whatever they want however they want to word it and there's more we really do need to roll up our sleeves and work harder than we've worked especially the last three years right i mean through COVID. so we really need to roll up our sleeves and get to work and as that networking is that going out into the community and sponsoring events, you know, again, how I coach my single gal that has two kids under three, it doesn't look like anything like my single 50-year-old guy that's in coaching, right? Right, right. So there is not just a one thing, but we are all rolling up our sleeves and coming up with the strategies now. I mean, literally right now, I need to have their plans and we're working on them.
0: So what you're saying then essentially is number one, we got to get our head in the right place. And yes. you can't be doom and gloom, but it also can't be uh unrealistic and thinking that the world's just going to keep humming, continue humming along like it always has been, right? Yes. Things are changing and you got to be aware of it. The second thing is is you've got to up your marketing game, whether that be your database, your open houses, your, you know, whatever it is that you're good at. You can't be good at all things, but you can be good at one or two things and really hone in on those. Yes. And then the third thing is which sounds simple but Again, I don't think everybody really grasps this is you're going to have to work, right? Yes. You you can't just sit at home and wait for your phone to ring or 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 you know, don't go out and you know, mingle amongst the people. You're going to have to roll up your sleeves and you're going to have to work, right?
1: Absolutely. What what I will say as a visual to a lot of people that I either coach or talk to is like if if a CEO was in a helicopter hovering over your business, right and they're watching you after a couple of weeks, would they hire you or fire you? Right. Right. And yes. so many people are like, oh, my God, I'm fired. Or maybe I'm on a performance improvement plan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, right, right.
1: But I, I mean, most people will say, no way. I mean, no, I wouldn't get hired. I'm yeah. probably working five hours a week. And there's yeah. that's not a CEO because we are CEOs. Yeah. Right. You no. are. I am. And if all we're doing is putting five hours a week on growing our business, yeah, I deserve to be fired.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's a hard thing for a lot of people is you you have to take a hard look at what you're doing on a day to day basis, your daily activities, your daily habits, because everything's always easy to put off to tomorrow. Well, I'll do that tomorrow. Oh, yep. I got this thing came up, so I'm going to have to handle that tomorrow. And the easy stuff to put out and look, I'm guilty of this just as much as anybody else is, is the little fires that come in front of you right then that you handle you you know, you have that feeling like, look, I took care of this. I I accomplished something today, right? I had these things that came up. I took care of them and I, and you could walk away from your day feeling like, all right, I wasn't lazy today. I did things, but more often than not, those things are distractions from the things that are really going to help you grow your business. And they're easy distractions because the other stuff that you don't want to do is hard. So as a human being, your nature is to just go, well, this is, I can complete this task in 30 minutes and I'm done. And I have that. It's like that dopamine hit. I've got that sense of accomplishment. Or I can go sit down and do my planning, which is going to take me hours, which I don't feel comfortable doing, which I don't have any help. And I don't know where I'm starting. And I got to go on YouTube and figure out what they're going to do. And I don't have anybody to call and I don't know what, to- so, okay, well, let me, let me go feed the dogs and clean the pool. <laughs> so and. A do few my lately, I can tell. <laughs> yes. 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 That's, that's what, well, look, Hey, lenders too. Like we're, yeah, we're all too. suffering out here. It's not, <laughs> no, it's not sunshine and roses for me either. So, you know, it's, it's, um, it's all a challenge. So, yeah. all right, well, we're going to dive into that a little bit more here in a second, but before we do that, um, I want to tell her, I want you to tell everybody about yourself. I want you to let them know like, you know, where you came from, what your background is. Um, you know, why, why should I be listening to you, Tanya? What do you know? Um, you know, give us, give us a little bit of meat there. So, so we can explain to everybody where you're coming from and, and where you've gained your experience.
1: Yeah, I I've, I've really learned to love my past where for a while there I'm like oh my gosh, I've done so many things, you know, and I've not just had one path. Hey, when I grew up, actually when I was in high school, I wanted to be president of the United States. Oh, hey, uh, great. That was my <laughs> that was awesome. like I was going I got a full ride to Georgetown. I'm going to I'm going to go into politics, right? And what I did is I met a guy.
0: Okay, Hi Nancy, how are you? Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it.
1: Uh, I met a guy and ended up sailing, living on a sailboat for eight years and riding. I bet your mom loved years.
0: that, huh? You you met a dude uh, uh, and traveled the world on a sailboat? Yeah.
1: Oh no, my mother, you know, I didn't call her for years. Yeah,
0: I'm sure she was <laughs> thrilled. Your parents love that one, I bet.
1: Nope. Gave up a full ride to Georgetown and there you go. Yep. Um, then I got into flying because my um, uh, boyfriend at the time was also a pilot. So I got into flying and I ran a flight school. So I oh, wow. had one of the most successful flight school in, schools in Maine. Okay. and um got my credentials around flying and i loved it and then we got divorced he got the flight school and i went off right so it right. was a corporate trainer for jenny craig so i, co- I coached executives and then um I, I that's a hard
0: thing by the way um You know, I I remember Jenny Craig, is Jenny Craig still around? Do they still? She sold her business. It might
1: still be called Jenny Craig, but she's not the, she's not there anymore.
0: Well, I remember that time period for whatever reason. I don't know why that sticks out of my head, but, but especially when you're working with executives and you're working with people that, you know, quote unquote, know everything, right. They, they got it all figured out already. And you're trying to tell them how to get healthy and how to eat better and how to take care of their body. And, and, you know, you're. Like, why is this even a thing? Like, I can imagine the challenges that 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 comes yep. with that type of coaching that you're dealing with yep. somebody like that that is not used to someone else telling them how to change their behavior.
1: Right. Yes. And so I did that, and then um, I when I got married and and I have two phenomenal daughters who are 25 and 27. He was into the restaurant business, so we owned um, a restaurant. We had a, a restaurant in California, and then I I didn't like it. Uh, yeah. We had a very successful restaurant, but it was not. I was. Just miserable dealing with that. So I got my real estate license.
0: i very aware.
1: <laughs> So my mom's a real estate agent. She still is. My mom's 82 and still very active in Northern California. So I got oh, wow. my real estate like... state license and it was a hobby for me. Yeah. And my, you know, my he's my ex now, but my ex's income was our primary income. And then we got divorced and he went back to Maine. And I'm in Houston, Texas with two young girls, young teenagers. And I'm, treating my business like a hobby. You know, I close a couple homes a year. So my mom, I actually listened to my mom this time, which is rare. And she said, you need a business coach. So I did. I hired a real estate coach and the rest is history for me. I went from being at the bottom of the ladder to number two in just a couple of years, uh, closing between 50 and 60 homes a year, raising my kids, watching them swim, watching them dance. Uh, I really was scared. (laughs) So that fear fueled me. And one of my superpowers is my drive. So that was not I was not OK for me to be at the bottom of the ladder. So I really right. give a lot of credit to my coach at that time who coached me at least seven years through my real estate career in Houston. But I've been licensed in Florida, uh, California, Houston. Um like, again, with my ex being in the real estate business, he was a corporate trainer for Burger King and we were married 22 years. So before he owned yeah. his own businesses, we moved a lot through the corporation. So I have started databases over three times.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So, so you're a database master then you've been doing oh, yeah. that. A little bit. I had,
1: okay. the, the third one was Houston. And yes, I, I, and I had no choice. I well, and, and I think work.
0: the, uh, um, the, the drive component, which is something that I don't know that you can teach people that necessarily. I think you can create habits around it to make okay. you better at it um, for sure. But I don't know that you can can take someone who doesn't have a big motor and create that it within them. I think that's a difficult thing to do. But what people don't realize, I, I think too, is that people that do have that drive and have that motor, it's it's almost like, well, you called it a superpower. I think that's yeah. perfect because you can't it doesn't it's not like you come out of the womb knowing how to use this superpower right it, you don't you don't just come out knowing what well, i've got all this i want to do this i want to do this i want to do this like it's um i don't know if, you know how into comics and superheroes you are but it's um um you know cyclops from the x-men you know that is yeah, yeah. so he wears this thing on his eyes that shoots out this red laser beam and he kind of controls it with different things or whatever but yeah. if he takes that thing off it just like his eye and opens his eyes. It just spreads everywhere, right? It's, it's yeah. destructive basically. Yeah. And I look at that as kind of the same thing. Whereas if you don't learn how to control that superpower of that drive, which is great, then it can actually be. It becomes
1: kryptonite. I yes. call it, it becomes kryptonite, right? Yes. I know. I don't, I, right. I saw Marianne was on the call. So Marianne's superpower, cause I know Marianne is her, um, not so much her drive, but it is, her superpower is her ability and authenticity on giving.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So that's mm-hmm. why she's such a phenomenal real estate agent. If it's the same Marianne, because I can't see, but you know, so, so maybe it's not the competitive drive that Tanya Bugby has, but right. her ability to give, mm-hmm. however, she can go into the kryptonite phase of that. Yes.
0: Too. Yeah. You give but, too much and, and yeah. too much of your time. For and that makes you suffer.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. No, I mean, it's yeah. all every, and, and I think that's the thing that, um, especially with coaches, what they help with is, because it's it's very difficult for a person to, we all know kind of what we're good at and kind of what we're not. I mean, I don't think anybody's ignorant to their strengths and weaknesses completely. But I think where we get ignorant to it is, is we don't know what the impact of those. Sometimes we have this strength, well, I'm really good at this. And you're like, yeah, you are really good at that. But that thing that you're really good at is causing you problems over here. Yeah. And yes, we want to continue the focus to keep keep it here. But you've got to figure out how to mitigate these other issues that it's causing because it's taking away from what you're trying to yeah. accomplish. And if you don't have a, an objective you know, set of eyes looking at you and talking to you on a regular basis, it's one thing to sit down with somebody for you know 30 minutes or 45 minutes and them to tell you oh well tell me about yourself And you're like oh you're probably this and you're probably that oh you're this personality trait take this little test and I'm going to tell you everything there is to know about you yeah you know there's yeah. some validity to that a little bit but but not really and, and you you've got to be I mean that's why I think that's why therapy for people that go to therapy is so important because they go every week or every month and yeah. you know you're constantly learning new things about yourself but the person that you're talking to your coach your therapist whoever they are also learning more and more about you and helping you evaluate things from an outside perspective, which is really important, I think, in in any type of business.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and, pu- and putting helping them discover their own superpowers, where kryptonite comes in, and holding up the mirror, because you know a lot of times what's getting in our way is that face that you're looking at in the mirror.
0: Yes, it's most of the time, I would say <laughs> it's it's usually us.
1: <laughs> and I can't say always it, want to blame other things, own. but
0: it's always us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a lesson I beat into my kids' heads all the time because they'll come to me and say, oh, well, this is happening or that's happening. And I'm like, okay, well, what are you gonna do about it? And they're like, well, but, but I'm like, but nothing like it's happened or it did happen or whatever the case may be, or this person said that or that. So what are you going to do? Like, it's your choice. All you can control is what you do in response to this particular situation. So, dad's not going to feel sorry for it. That's usually why they don't come to me. They go talk to mom because she'll mom, hug me. Yeah, because mom's more
1: compassionate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's not the compassionate one. I'm not the feel sorry for you guy. We're, we're not going to have a pity party if you're calling dad. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you want solutions and you want to help work through the problem, talk to dad. If you want to hug and tell you everything's going to be all right, don't 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 call me because it's not going to work yeah. at all. No. Um, all right. So, getting to the some of these strategies. So, you said specifically, we were talking in the beginning, and you brought it up again about databases. Um, I too am a big proponent of databases. I think that um, if managed correctly and maintained very well, it can really revolutionize your business. But I think what a lot of people assume is that it's going to happen tomorrow. And more often than not, it's a compounding effect, just like investing or anything else. That your business database that you that you establish, you have to create good habits up front. But that that database, if managed in 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 you know monitored correctly can be the lifeblood of your business for the next 20 years. And, and I think that's where, um, people don't have the stomach, the the fortitude for the database piece because they do it and they're okay. They're excited about it. I'm going to track this. I'm going to do that. And then they look up in three months and they've completely fallen off the wagon, like, you know, going to the gym or whatever. And now their database is in shambles again. And they're like, ah, it's too hard to fix. I'm just going to walk away. So talk a little bit about that.
1: Well, that's it, it. Um, you hit the nail on the head. So they're like, okay, we're going to close Will they close. We have a plan. And the, obje- the biggest objection I get is I'm going to sound salesy. They know why I'm calling. They want more yeah. business. So yeah. I don't want to sound salesy. So what else can I do? Yeah. And then what happens when we talk through it and they get ready to pick up the phone, it's been three months, six months, sometimes a year that they've called their client. And they're like, well, now what do I say? Sorry, I haven't stayed in touch. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we
1: fall on the sword at that point, Yeah. Uh, but we are in sales and, and there are ways, again, when I know my client and I know their superpowers and, you know, I, I can only push so far, right? I don't sure. want them throwing up. I'm okay if they're queasy, but yeah. throwing up is not okay. Pick yeah. up the phone and ask what you can do to help. You know, yeah. do you have boxes in your garage from unpacking? Can I come pick up those boxes for you? It yeah. doesn't have to be a sales call. Uh, it needs to be, can I help you call? And when I get them to grasp that better, but not everybody does it. well, they still know why I'm calling. No. Well, but some of that too,
0: I think you, you would say as well is that, you know, um, part of maybe being aware of what's going on in the industry or being aware of what's happening in the news or, you know, not, not big topics, but smaller things. Like for example, November seventh was the property tax vote here in Texas, right. where um, we voted on bringing down property taxes, um, and it passed. It, it was, I was, I saw the results. It was like eighty five percent to fifteen percent. I'm like, who are these fifteen percent that are voting to keep their taxes high? But whatever. <laughs> so I'm like, who are these aliens? You know, that are mm-hmm. landing down here doing this. But, uh, but either way, that's a reason to pick up the phone and call your right. past client database yeah. and say, Hey, make sure you go out and vote because this is going to affect your property tax. I mean. Perfect reason built in. And I, I would imagine if you're involved in, in your business and you're, and you're paying attention to what's happening around it, that, that it's going to be, you're going to have reasons to call people all the time. If you look for them,
1: right? Yeah. When I was in real estate in Texas, now it's been 10 years since I've been licensed. And, and, I, and, and so the rules may have changed, but I know in February, I called all my clients, my past clients from that year for homesteading. It's like yeah. we got to get you homesteaded, right? Yes. So there's always a reason. Or you saw somebody do something on Facebook. Or yeah. if you're listening and you're closing and say, "Yeah, give us six months, we're going to upgrade this kitchen," then call them five months late. Well, I want you to call you. Call. Don't want you to wait five months, but you know, at that five month part, hey, do you need a contractor? Can I send you some referrals for some people to help you upgrade your kitchen? Yes. There, I well, with my clients right now, they're pulling out their 2024 calendar and putting reasons to call every single month. Right. If it's gratitude right now it's all around gratitude. Yes.
0: And that planning yeah. thing is a big piece because if you yeah. if you put in your calendar and you set out to say here's what I'm going to do I'm going to call on this date and you block it out and you make an appointment with yourself you know that's the everybody's favorite term but mm-hmm. but when you do that it, it puts the onus on you at that point to not come up with fires that you have to put out that day because it's on your calendar you have to do it that's what you set out to do and if you don't then you feel like crap <laughs> because you're like man right. I didn't do it. Well
1: all of a sudden they just they just have a brain fart and they can't think of the reason to call. Right. So we're coming up with the reasons now. And again, watch them on social media, stay in touch. Their kid just graduated summa cum laude, send them a note and congratulate them.
0: Right. Right. Come up with reasons. Um, all right. So on the database still too, um, what are your, what do you, Kind of your best practices when it comes to the habits and processes of maintaining your database right and, and we understand the importance of it you know the understanding of calling and, and touching base with your clients but when it comes down to the actual like day-to-day or month-to-month activities what are you coaching your clients on on how that they can best manage that process so they get the most amount of data that they can get
1: yeah great question uh first of all they need to have a crm and if they okay. don't, like some of my newbies might have an Excel spreadsheet. Uh, I Ultimately, I'd like them to have a CRM.
0: Better and, than nothing, but, but yes. Yeah,
1: but they can have an Excel spreadsheet. We can still do this and they can put it into their Google calendar. I want them calling, you know, that first month after close that the, the beginning of every month they have a system and. Okay. It's like, okay, who do I need to call, you know, one month after close, six months after close, their anniversaries, I want all your anniversaries, one year, two year, three year, if they're at a three year anniversary, call and offer a CMA. So they have a list at the beginning of every month, these are the non-negotiable calls to get yeah. done, yeah. right? Then go talk to your pending, because my goal for my clients is they get a referral before they close, Yes. So we've got to have some conversations around that. And yeah. then go look at your pipeline on your actives. Just love on them, love yeah. on them, customer service. What do they need to make their move seamless? They need a dog walker, you know, help them. And right. then you have your potentials that I want them to you know call. So when they have the first of every single month, they go through that piece backwards, right into right. their database. And then there's the other reasons to call like homesteading or it's Mother's Day. Um, but they have a list every month.
0: Yeah. So there's not a whole lot of times where there isn't excuse, a reason to call somebody is what it sounds like to me.
1: Well, I, hope uh, a lot. I mean, this yeah. is, and it, and it's authentic. I mean, I want yeah. you to say, Hey, it's been six months. How's the house do a house. You know how doctors used to do house calls sure. do a house call. How's yeah. the house? What do you need?
0: Don't yeah. forget
1: you have a home warranty.
0: Yeah. And, and it, it's difficult too, because they, um, if they've never done it before, they don't do it very often. Mm-hmm. I think it's a struggle for people because they feel uncomfortable. It's kind of like the old school door knocking where you would go through a neighborhood yep. and, you know, hey, can you, you need to do this, you need to do that, whatever. Um, that's a challenge for people. But once they do it in the, in that, that fear is stripped away where they've just, they've made 10 or 15 calls and they all went great because that's how they go. You know, it's yes. not very rarely, it's like one of a couple things going to happen. Either they're going to hang up or, excuse me, they're not going to answer because they're not there and you leave a voicemail or whatever. Yep. Um, yeah. Right. Or text them, or they are going to answer, and you're going to have a sh- short conversation. Maybe how are you doing? You know, they might be busy or in the middle of something, or maybe they just don't have a lot to say, or whatever. Or it's going to be a really great conversation, and you're going to be so glad that you called them. Now, all three of those scenarios did not end up with you getting stabbed in the heart and dying. Right? You're fine.
1: Right. Like- you're right. And ninety nine percent of the time, I'll have clients like, I don't know what took me so long. They yes. loved hearing from me. We were on the phone for twenty minutes. I'm like, well, I don't need you to be on the phone for 45 minutes. That's not the goal. Right. Right. But they don't regret it when they do it. Yeah. Ever. Well, and more
0: often than not, we're in such a disconnected world sometimes now. I mean, it, you know, we're more connected with social media, but we're yeah. even less connected because of it. And, you know, actually speaking with someone and having a conversation with them versus just texting them or messaging them on Facebook, which is again, it's better than nothing, right? Better but than nothing. but that personal touch, that phone call, that letter, that, you know, card or whatever, you know, that's another thing that Marianne's great at is, you know, she's always writing. I get thank you notes from Marianne all the time. She's
1: so into customer service and pleasing her people. Marianne on a scale of one to 10 is a 12.
0: Yeah. 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 She's great at that. But, but that personal touch is what, is missing in a lot of people, so you're you're shocked that when you pick up the phone and call somebody just to say hi, you have a reason to call, you know, homesteading or happy birthday or whatever. But they're like, hey, how's it going? I talked a while. Well. How's the family? You know, all that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. you get through all that, and then you walk away from it, you feel good. It's like, oh, that was a great conversation. I'm glad I had it. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. Is there any, you know, you mentioned something about getting referral through the the process of the the contract, and I think that's a big point to hit on too because um, often you know, we lose sight of, we think, okay, well, I'll just get with them at the end and be like, hey, you know, I want to get this taken care of. But we lose sight of the fact that the most excited they are about buying their home is when they're actually when they're going it. through the process, right? right. So so speak yeah. to a little bit about, you know, how you coach people on asking for referrals when they're going through the contract process.
1: Yeah. So I wait till they actually get, uh, you know, past probably the home inspection period, right? So you've provided, and, and, and again, it's like, how are we knocking their socks off? How are we providing service? It's not just about, it is about negotiating obviously and sure. getting them into a home. But again, what can they do to make their move, move seamless? Do they need a dog walker? They do didn't they need a referral for a swim coach or whatever that is. So you're helping your clients. And then, yeah, once we're under contract, just let them know I work by referral, you know, and I, I'd love to duplicate you guys. You're wonderful to yeah. work with. You've got to know great people. My goal is that before I hand you keys to your new home that you send me somebody to work with. Right. And you they might get, say they that, get at least I say it.
0: Yes. Well, and like, I, I've worked with an agent before that. She talks about actually... <clears throat> She does kind of a similar thing, but with surveys. So yeah. surveys are a big portion, big part of her business. She's very focused on it. Um, and, you know, if you don't know how uh, surveys are the wrong question, I'm sorry, wrong state, wrong, can't talk today, wrong word, uh, reviews. I'm sorry, reviews. Yeah. So Google reviews are a big portion of, are a big part of her business. And so when she starts from the very beginning meeting her clients the first time it does her presentation, she'll say something along the lines of, you know, at the end of this, you're going to think that I did such a great job that you can't wait to give me a five-star review. Right. And I mean, it's kind of, she's doing it as a joke. It's not like, you know, she's not in there in her little business suit going, you're going to be, su-. you know, it's like, Hey, by the way, now we're done with this. You're going to think I'm awesome. You know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, you know, she does that. And then, you know, when she has the inspection after they finish that, she's like, Inspection looks great. This house looks like it's a five-star review coming our way right away. You know, just exactly just hitting her, hitting them with that drip all the way through. And then when she shows up to closing, if they have now usually she asks them to like sends them something and asks them to do the review before closing.
1: Yep. But if they
0: haven't, she shows up to closing with a little QR code and she's like, here you go. You You know, but but at that point, if people are uncomfortable. I mean, excuse me, they're uncomfortable going into that situation. They think, but at that point she's made it kind of like a joke to a certain extent that it's taken all of the uncomfortableness or the awkwardness or whatever you think there might be. It's gone because yeah. she's said it so many times that they're like, Oh, there's that five-star it's review. Thing. review. You know, yep. Yes. And so it's yeah. like, whether it's that, or whether it's, you know, by the time we're done with this, you're going to be sending me all your friends to buy and sell their right. homes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you want to adapt it to. You know, pick your path. But if you hit that all the way through the entire process, it doesn't become at the end where you're like, um, so if you or your friends are ever looking right. for an agent, you <laughs> know,
1: oops, I forgot to ask. And they'll like, say, yeah, but I but I forgot to ask. Right. Yes. And you want yes. to have fun with it. I don't want it to be scripted. It's like, before I yeah. hand you keys to this house and you want this key. Right. Yes. Right. Just have fun with it. And you know, one time it might, I want you to say it face to face right in front of them, but then yes. maybe it might be a note or maybe it's a text or right. Or it's a QR code at some point. Yeah. Um, but have fun with it.
0: Do you all have any, um, tactics or, or, or uh, tactics wrong word maybe, but, but ways that you coach your, your clients to? So, you know, you're always going to have the email, right. Cause yeah. you're sending them stuff back and forth. Yeah. You're t- typically going to have their phone number. So that's there. Obviously you have their name, yeah. Um, you're going to have their new home address cause they're moving into it. Right. But things like their birth date maybe, or their anniversary, like of their, you know, marriage or their kids' birthdays or their hobbies, like, is, is there anything that you coach people on trying to gather and how to gather that information in, in a, you know, not as an intrusive cool. way?
1: Right. Well, a lot of my clients will just have an information form that they hand them when they're, you know, okay. they're onboarding them as a new buyer or, yeah. you, know, you know, or maybe the seller depends if the seller is moving to Alaska, you might not need as much information, right? If right. you're in Texas. Yeah. Uh, so onboarding on Facebooks, if they're on Facebook, the birthday's right there on Facebook. If they right. put it in right, maybe they right. didn't, you know, put the birthday in right. Just ask.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, that database can be such a powerful thing that if you really focus on it and make it a part of your day-to-day activities where, I mean, look, how many clients is an agent actually working with in a 30-day period of time, right? Maybe five to 10, you know, Mm -hmm. in a good period of time, like they may not be closing, but maybe they're looking or they're listing or whatever, you know, but it's not like it's a hundred, right? It's we're, we're talking, uh, uh, less than double digits, right? You know, 10 to 20, maybe at the most. Well, in that period, if you're doing real estate activities, it doesn't take very long to go on Facebook and find out all you need to know about them. It doesn't take very long to do a little, it doesn't take very long to fill out your Excel spreadsheet and upload it into your system. You know, it's, it's that focus on a particular task and making that a priority because we just all chase squirrels all day long. That if you, if you, implant it into your daily routine, whether it is every morning when I wake up before I have my cup of coffee, I'm going to put three people in my database or every night before I go eat dinner or, or stop working at four 30, it's on my calendar. I'm going to input two people or I'm going to research my three clients and make sure I have all their data. Because if your data is robust and you have a lot of information, it opens up the door for so many points of contact and so many reasons why you can stay in touch.
1: Yeah. Okay. So any client, if they're listening to this or if they listen to this in the future, Mike, and I'm going to say this, they're going to roll their eyes. Every single one of my clients, I encourage them strongly to have a checklist.
0: Yeah. checklist right. or so
1: Just checklist, checklist, yeah. everything, have a yes. roadmap, have a checklist when you, when you're pending my, on my checklist. Okay. I want to start doing the pending dialogue. I want to get yeah. a referral before we close, have it on a checklist. Yeah. Um, it, it Makes your life easier than keeping everything up here. And at some point, the goal is to have somebody helping you, right? Absolutely. If it's a Yeah. Or an assistant who could be helping you with these things and they can't read your mind. So have yes. it on a checklist. Make your life yeah,
0: easier. That's your process, right? And in, in yeah. the, um, I'm one of my favorite books. I don't know if you've read it before. I'm sure you probably have Atomic Habits. I love it. Yeah. I love this. One book.
1: of my favorites. Yep.
0: And it's one of the main points of the book is it kind of talks trash about goals. In a roundabout way, right? It's like goals, goals, goals. Who cares? Right. Right. Goals don't matter. What matters is the process that you build to achieve that goal. Absolutely. That's the point, right? Because the goal means nothing if you don't have a roadmap to get there. And what you're talking about with the checklist, people hate the, oh, checklist. Uh." I know. But (laughs) but what it is, is, and there's a guy um, that I really like. He, he, there was a book written about him, sort of, but he's, he's on Twitter a lot. He's like a, venture capitalist his name is uh novel ravicon um if you don't know who he is just check him out he's great and he has a lot of if you go to his twitter feed there's he's a quote guy like he you know he'll he'll give some sort of i want to call them inspirational quotes but just things that he believes and says and he did this twitter storm where he had like a hundred of them all out well they wrote a book about it but anyway in in this He talks about leverage and leverage being a way to grow and compound your business and leverage comes basically in three forms you have leverage of people which is collaboration so you have people that work for you people that you pay your friends your family whatever that's collaboration you have capital right Mm -hmm. capital is money so if you have money to spend on a coach or you have money to spend on a a software system for your business or whatever the case may be that's capital that's another form of leverage and then last one that he talks about is coding Now in his world, because he's a software guy, he talks about coding in the sense of I can create this program that I can sell to people or that they can buy, that they can use and work through, and I don't have to be involved. In other words, I'm out of the process. So it's making money for me when I'm not there, right? Well, I look at that as coding as no different than coding your business. You can code processes into your business that will create uh, habits and practices that not only can you do without thinking, it can be automatic for you because it's just there, something that you do every day. But also like you said, when you're ready to step, take a step back and hire someone to do things for you, you've already built the code or the software or the process to hand over to them that anybody can do as long as you have put it together. Well, and none of that happens if you don't write things down, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do that. You're like, well, I know how to do this. Okay. That's fine. But Right. I mean, it's like brushing your teeth. First, you have to put the toothbrush on the toothbrush <laughs> Then you have to brush your teeth. It's like, well, that sounds simplicity or whatever. It's like, yes, it is. But when you're four years old, it's not right. No. And so as you grow in your business, these things become more and more complicated. And yeah, you might've written a, a process to, you know, set up your listing that you never have to look at because you've done it a hundred times or a thousand times, but it's there and it's coded into your, into your work. And, and it, you can then duplicate that over and over and not have to duplicate yourself.
1: Right. Or yes. And when clients will say, well, you know, I got this new listing and, you know, I don't want to put anything out in the universe too, too negative. But, you know, my mom got COVID and then my right. right my daughter, you know, is really sick. So I didn't do anything. I just couldn't think, you know, I didn't do anything to market this listing because I want yeah. them with my clients. is you get a listing, I want another one. Yeah. In that neighborhood or somebody in the neighborhood who knows somebody who wants to sell. But so there's really specific marketing to do that. And so many times it's like, well, it's I didn't do it. And and if if it's in writing and you're following a checklist when bullets are flying, as long as you can look at that checklist, at least some of it will get done.
0: Yes. And you're going to miss things. Like you said, some of it you're going to miss. But that's okay, right? Because it's right. there and you can always go back to it if you do miss it versus it's not there. It falls off your radar completely and then you never think about it again.
1: No. And then you got to, I mean, that's why we want listings, right? So we yes. can get more listings. So do the five steps to get another listing. And I get life happens, you know, yeah. and and maybe I did two out of the five, but I don't want okay. zero. Yeah. You it's know. better
0: than zero. I mean, it, yeah. even if you're, yeah. you're going to get back on, I mean, it's, it's like anything when nobody's perfect at everything all the time. We're just yeah. always trying to get yeah. a little bit better every day at better at what we're doing yeah. and the process that we build and everything else. Yeah. I mean, I tell agents often whenever they refer me clients, they'll send me a, 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 somebody to call or, you know, they'll say, Hey, I talked to so-and-so or whatever. And then I'll shoot them a text or I'll call them and leave a voicemail if they don't answer or whatever. And <clears throat> then I'll check back with the agent a couple of days later. And I'm like, Hey, um, you know, I haven't heard from so-and-so I reached out to him again, just letting you know, you know, I kind of keep them in the loop. You know, I talked or was trying to touch base with them. Have you heard from them? And they're, they're like, man, I don't understand. Like they were so ready to go. Like I, as soon as I got off the phone with them, I called you and you sent a message. I'm like, I know, but, but you yeah. have to understand that life happens. Like you said, yeah. right? Life happens. And that person might've been sitting at their desk at home, think looking on Zillow or looking through MLS and go, man, I really think I want to buy a house and you know, maybe we're listing ours or whatever. And then you talk to them they're excited they're ready to go they hang up the phone and then their kid walks in the door and broke their arm or you know their husband comes home and lost their job or you know whatever whatever the case may be and, and then their whole attention and focus is on something completely different. And all it took was one little thing to happen in their life. And that, that occurred. And you have to understand that and build systems around that to know that just because you called them and they weren't interested right then doesn't mean they're not going to be interested in two months or three weeks or six months or whatever.
1: Yeah. And we got to get them refocused. And just to build on something you said, you know, when a when you, a realtor for you sends their client your information i am just going to coach you up on this one get them to do a three-way text or a three-way oh, email yeah. and do an introduction yes right? Like, yep. right don't just send it out into the universe because like you say that you might have handed your realtor might have handed them your business card but it got lost underneath the car seat yep. or something Oh, that
0: happens right? all the time yes right. Yes, yes right or
1: it gets lost somewhere in that hole of that purse or whatever so please do a three-way intro um is way more powerful and effective
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, and then everybody's kind of, you know, in a nice way accountable to each other, right? Because then you're on there, the client's yeah. on there, the lender, or the insurer, or whoever's on there. And, you know, if I don't respond right away, you're like, Hey, Mike, I sent you this yeah. message. Like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> right. You need yeah. to be talking to this person. Or if I send a message right away and then we don't hear from the client for two days, we're like, Hey man, you know, we're all yeah. here. Let us know if you need anything, you know? So everybody's kind of It creates, I love that because it creates a certain amount of accountability for everybody. There's accountability
1: and it's not a stranger calling a stranger, right? It's a, it's a nice soft introduction. Like here's Mike, he's great. Want to introduce you. You two are going to, you both love fishing, right? Whatever. And it's, it's just not, it's, it's nice.
0: (laughs) So I want to pivot just a little bit because, um, you know, we're in obviously an entirely new world here, right? Um, markets change dramatically. So. What are you telling your clients right now as far as how to deal with, um, you know, these challenges when you're looking at high interest rates, high home prices, people a little bit less, you know, ready to sell or maybe, you know, even less excited to buy? What what kind of what kind of strategies for for touching base with clients and walking them through this are you giving, giving your your coaching clients to kind of help them, you know, navigate this?
1: Uh, quite a bit. And, and the first and foremost is, is really rolling up our sleeves and getting to work and staying in touch with their database because they're just as confused and scared and uh, about the interest rate. I ask if, if my clients go to answerthepublic.com and you can Google what the homeowners are Googling and it'll tell you interest rates is the number one Googled Item right now, then get with your lender and do a video. Get on a live with Mike, right? (laughs) Educate your people. So don't hide from what they're Googling. So find out what your buyers and sellers are Googling and deal with it in a phone conversation and a newsletter, a live, you know, with somebody. So being in touch, not hiding.
0: Yes. Right. Get out there in the public. Let everybody know what you're doing.
1: And be their lighthouse.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are you? Are you seeing a lot of pushback on still with social media as far as like you Always. know getting out there? Yeah. So what what do you think? I mean, I know, but but you know what what is it that makes that such a challenge? Because the impact of it is it can't be understated. So I I'm just curious, like what you're telling your folks that are really pushing back on you with that?
1: Well, you know, what's one step? What's can you do a video with somebody? I yeah. have one person who doesn't want to doesn't like how they look on video. Right. well can we, right so okay so yeah. can we go to the house and maybe stand in front of the house and show the curb appeal and say something yeah. right or do you need hand holding and you know do one with mike but, yeah. you know so i have to figure out what's going to help with that one step some yeah. people just flat out refuse to go on video well then yeah. okay let's get on instagram let's get on facebook let's do some posts
0: yeah um do you think it's a little bit lack of just involvement cuz you know especially you know, I mean, look, I'm a part of the older generation these days. I'm 45, so it, you know, is it is it us old folks that just don't want to change what we do and we don't want to go on social media and we think it's a waste of time and or or whatever? Or and I know there's a certain level of un- being uncomfortable with it. Do you yeah. think it's more about uncomfortability, or do you think it's people just like ah, it's that there's no purpose to that. It Doesn't do any good. Yeah.
1: Well, again, it's that what's between our two ears. Yes, and so you're a baby for me. I'm sixty, right? And so I'm here live. I do video. I have a live show. Yeah. Uh, that's my coach pushing me out of the nest. It's yeah. well. So if I have a if I have a more mature client, they're like, well, my clients aren't on video. Yeah. And I promise you, they are eighty year olds because my mother is eighty two and she's still a real estate agent. I promise you, she scrolls through Instagram or Facebook Reels, right? There's a reason that the, the Facebook scams
0: there. get everybody because the yeah. old folks are always on Facebook.
1: Yep, so <laughs> I promise you my mom's on Facebook scrolling yes. through Reels, right? Yes. So they're there, but the, but the self-talk is, you know, my clients aren't there.
0: Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is not true. It's just not yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah and, yeah, and that's the hard part is is when someone says something like that. That just it's like, look, the sun is blue. You're like, I, I mean, no, it's not. What do you? We're, we're, I I don't know what to say to that. Like that's not. It's it's not blue. Like it's yellow, you know, or whatever. So it. But it is a challenge whenever you have somebody that just is kind of obstinate about it. But I think it, what what. A lot of people struggle with is that the concept of social media and it it being where you're going to go viral or you're going to have a million views or whatever you know especially in the terms of a business is is not the point right that is not the point you know uh one of your other coaching clients uh cody durham who um is uh i'm helping him do a podcast with him but he's one
1: of my favorite clients
0: yeah no no cody's great he's a great dude (laughs) um but we talked a little, he, he wanted to do, or he had come to me and said, I'm thinking about doing a podcast. I'm like, you absolutely should a hundred percent. And one of the things that we were talking about in that was
1: who pushed him to do that.
0: You did. Yes. A hundred percent. He's like, (laughs) Tanya was like, she's like, I got to do this. I'm like, yes, I know. I agree. Yes, you absolutely should. And so, Um, but he came to me originally and he was like, you know, we want to talk, walk through people about what to expect when they get their roof inspected. And, you know, uh, if they make a claim and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, you got three episodes there. So what else are you going to do? And he's like, well, I don't know, actually. And I said, okay, so here's the thing about this podcast platform is if you're doing a podcast for a consumer that's going to purchase or use the roof or whatever, You're not going to get a, because people don't care about their roof until they need something done. And they're not going to go listen to a 45 minute or 30 minute or whatever podcast about it. But what you can do is you can create a podcast that's about your industry and you can talk to other roofers and other people in your industry because insurance because there's a lot of information that goes back and forth that people in the business want to hear and want to find out because everybody's always trying to educate themselves and what that does for you is that endears you to clients because then if they do go look for you when they're ready to get something done they see that you're everywhere right you're you have a podcast you do little clips every once in a while you post stuff on facebook because social media is more about third-party validation than yeah. it is about trying to go viral or be somebody that everybody's looking at it's more when your clients for, for you example too right <clears throat> yeah you do a is it weekly or is it monthly it's weekly right A live every week
1: yeah, i i stopped for a couple months for personal reasons yeah. uh and so i'm going back live next week and it is right. it's every thursday 4 p.m pacific and it's gonna be and i revamped it so yes i go live and yeah. i'll get that out there in the next couple of days but um, your
0: live is there for if clients and co- and and potential coaching uh, clients want to find out more about you, right? They need to see you. They need to hear what you have to right? say. They need to know credibility. Your yes, it
1: gives you a lot of credibility. It gives me credibility. Um, most of my business I get through referrals and a little bit through social media. And I get a lot of, they're going to Google me, right? So even if it's a referral, the first thing they're going to do is Tanya Bugby coach, and they'll see that I'm active on LinkedIn and have 6,000 followers and stuff like that. So the credibility piece is important.
0: Right, and that's what I think the agents miss on is that is that they think, well, I'm making a video for people to watch. And it's like, no, even if nobody watches it but two people, it doesn't matter because, well, all you're doing is you're you're basically just putting your resume out online. Is essentially yeah. what it is, and yeah. and so if somebody wants to go to LinkedIn or someone goes to YouTube or someone goes to Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever, and they they look for you or just Google you, then you're going to pop up and they're going to see you and they're going to go, okay, I see this person, I see who they are, I see what they talk about. Now, does that mean they may go? I don't think I'm going to gel with that guy or that gal. Right. Good. Right. Well, it
1: will will happen, you know, right. We, we attract the right clients and you're right. I, I believe in coaching. I have a coach, right. But it doesn't mean I haven't interviewed them. It's like, you're not, he's not a good match. Yep. He, he or she's a great match. Right. Yeah.
0: So, um, what, what type of speaking of technology, um, because everybody's terrified of social media and videos, but got to get there if you're not there. Um, the other side of technology is there are a lot of apps. There's lots of software programs these days. There are lots of tools that are available that can really streamline. Like I'm a, I use AI more. I mean, I, I could, I could literally run a class on AI. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. a chat GPT veteran. Um, what, what other tools or what, if you want to speak to that one too, that you recommend to agents to use to kind of make their job easier to streamline everything. I mean, you mentioned CRMs earlier. Are there any particular ones that you think are great? Like what, what are your
1: thoughts on that? Well, so as far as I'm going to go to jet, chat GPT first in AI, I highly, highly recommend it. And, you know, I know a lot of agents, the first thing they did was their MLS descriptions, right? And they're loving MLS descriptions. But that's great for a newsletter. It's great for a video topic or ask chat GPT. What are the top things buyers are looking for right now? GPT will tell you. Yes, right? it will. It will absolutely um, tell so you really I fast. Highly, I, I use it all the time. Yeah. Um It helps me with my LinkedIn posts, but I will say I'm writing for LinkedIn. I'm a business coach. Here's my topic. Right. I take it, I put it into a word doc and then I make it my own. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Right. I do not take it. It is. I do not take it directly from chat GPT. I then put it in, I put my own flair. I use a lot of sailing metaphors or I'll use superpower metaphors. Right. So I put my own flair in it. Highly recommend it.
0: Yeah. Um, No chat GPT specifically. Like I, I use it a lot for the podcast because what I will do is like the little video that I shot today or last, I was a little behind the eight ball because I moved it up a day that I'm used to. So I'm like yeah. running the last minute to get all done. Yeah. But, but my little promo video that I did, which those things do great. Cause they do well after people see them, then they go, you know, find out yeah. whatever. But, um, but I'll take the script that I wrote for that on what I was going to say. And I'll just plug that into chat GPT and I'll say, okay, here's, here's what uh, the, I wrote the script usually, but then I'll go, here's the episode I'm going to do create a LinkedIn post promoting this episode or create a Facebook real caption, create a post, you know, and, and it does it in two, I just copy and paste. And like for little things like that, that can really, you'd be surprised doing stuff like that can take you 10 or 15 minutes. Okay. Well, no, I don't want to word it like that, you know, and you're sitting there and thinking, but if, if I read through it and it's like, that's good enough, take that, put it in there. But what it also does, which is what you said is that exact same, like I can take the transcript of this podcast. Okay. And I can, take a paragraph or two and I can take the transcript of just stuff that we said, drop it in chat GPT and say, create a blog post or article about yep. this particular subject. And it'll it'll write out a very professional, very, you know, eloquent article that just like you, I will go in and I will edit and I will make sure it doesn't sound, you know, Sounds like me. and doesn't sound like somebody else, but it gives you the framework so you don't have to spend hours doing this and it can literally write an entire blog, an entire article, an entire post for you in 30 seconds and you can edit it in about two minutes. And now you have all this content from one little thing.
1: Yeah. And, and so that's, that's another great tip. And, and I have a mastermind group. So everybody I coach can get the third Friday every month, my clients get on a call, right? So they get to know each other. Um, Most are realtors, lenders, but not everybody. Like you said, Cody's a roofer. I coach an attorney. They can all get on and just like, what's happening? I need help. Any great ideas? And I will sit there in the chat and go, this was a post. Because someone was saying, hey, I have a buyer. We wrote an offer. They changed their mind. We wrote an offer. They changed their mind. Third time, I now have to have a conversation. We can't keep doing that. That's a post. Yes. Right? Yes. I'm like, yes. I need a little sign that says, That's a post. Yes.
0: <laughs> you should. But anyway, you should get a sign. Every I'm time on the call, now. you just hold it up. You know, you don't have to say That's it. Like, a
1: post. <laughs> post.
0: Right? Everybody's like, Oh, well, my, my
1: clients shit. are ghosting me. I keep texting them. Well, what do you do when clients ghost you? How do you ha- prevent that from happening? That's yeah. a post, right? It's a post. Yes. But put it into JAT GPT; They'll get you going. Because not everybody is creative that way. I'm not. I know my superpowers in coaching and I know my kryptonite in writing, right? So I love chat GPT.
0: No, it has a ton of benefits to you and you should get really familiar with it. Hey, Marianne, how are you doing? She, she popped in there. Um, so anything, any other types of like, you know, apps for planning or scheduling or, you know, is there a CRM that you think is especially good?
1: Well, there are a lot of good CRMs. You know, I worked for Buffini Company as one of their top coaches for seven years. So I know that CRM very well. However, a lot of my clients use whatever their broker uses. So if it's KV Core, whatever, I just want them to use the CRM. I, and, and they're on a coach call, if, when we're on Zoom, they can share their screen, log me in, and I can help them with their pipeline, but have something, right? Yeah. So I'm not going to tell them what to use. Um, there are some programs, I have a lot of clients that have Teams. Right. So they'll use a program for Asana because they will, Asana can create a roadmap. So from the day you meet somebody, when do I do this? When do I do that? When do I remind them to turn on or off utilities? Asana creates a phenomenal roadmap and you can color code it or, um, you know, this is what my assistant's going to do. This is what I do. And Asana will then give the right person the reminder. So anything like that to make your life easier.
0: Yeah.
1: I have one client who's phenomenal and he uses Google. Google Calendar, Google Reminders, yep. He, yep. it's all free, right? Yep. And I mean, he shows me his calendar and it blows me away. He puts me to shame yep. with everything, how it's color-coded. And he has anniversary reminders, six months after close reminders. He's just, you know, he, his it's brain works learned. that way for Google. So yep. I can't tell you what to, again, use something yeah, and I'll adapt to it.
0: There's a, a great tool that I just recently discovered um, that I love now. I'm actually um, my daughter because she's 16 and she has to like have a job now because I told her, I'm like, look, <laughs> there's no free ride in this world. Like you're going to have to, yeah. figure. you got a car, you got to pay for gas and insurance. You want to run town, like you got to figure yeah. it out. And of course these days, because I, Maybe my wife and I didn't parent the best. They don't have a real good understanding of what work is, and so um, we're going to get them out into the world. And they're going to figure it out really quickly. But um, I've been trying to create. You know, I, I kind of drive home to her was like, look, you don't want to work for other people. You want to work for yourself and create your own path. But mm-hmm. you're going to have to work for other people, and you need you to know how to do it. So um, she's doing some stuff for me. Well, with her and I, you know, we're very, very this much the same. We're the same human being, which doesn't you know, I'm sure, you know, it's like, you know, when you're mixing with somebody that's like you in a working, it doesn't, it doesn't always go well. So uh, we butt heads a lot. So what I found was, and I found this tool. Um, I was uh, 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 Tim Ferriss is a podcast that I listen to a lot of times and he has guys from, and I don't even remember where this guy was from, uh, but they were talking about processes and cause I'm obsessed with that kind of stuff. And one of the tools that he talked about is something called loom. Have you heard of loom? Do you yep, know? What
1: absolutely. It is? That's, that's similar. To, that's another program. I think it's great. It
0: is awesome because in in, it sounds like you look at it, and it's not even what it is; it's how you use it that's so impressive, or or how people use it. Because if you just were to tell me, "Okay, there's a thing that you can download on your computer that will record you and record your screen at the same time, and you can send people videos," you're like, "Okay, well, I mean, there's a lot of things that do that. I can record it on my phone. Like, who cares?" But when you put it into the context of, let's say, with a real estate agent, right, and you're going to Pull up your one to four contract and you're going to record yourself filling out the contract for your client on an offer that you're about to submit. Okay. And as you go through that, you're going to narrate what you're doing. All right. I'm putting in the address. Oh, I got to make sure I look up what the description is. So I go to the county website to, and I copy and paste it. Here's where the county website is you know, this house is in this County. I go to this page, I find it here. And then I put it in and then I go down to this part and I check this box because of blah, blah, blah. And I put the price in and then I call the lender and make sure I got this information and you go through the whole entire thing. Well, what you've just done when you've created that is back to what we were talking about a minute ago. You've just created a process for your business that you can now have forever because any other person loom, yes, Nancy loom, L O O M. Um, any, person that works for you any person like your contract assistant anybody you know because remember back in the day where when you had to train somebody you had to go sit with them for like two hours and go through like no click that or you know walk them through you don't have to do that anymore now you can like with my daughter i was telling her how to update old podcasts and change some of the titles and put in descriptions and i use an ai software that does that and download how to download stuff from StreamYard and put it in. so all i did was i created like five looms for all of these steps. And I sent them all to her and gave her just a brief description of what I wanted her to do. And she had zero questions for me. There you go. Yeah. And it is a very complicated thing that I was having to do, especially if you've never done it before, right? But yep. because I laid it all out very plainly, it was coming from my words and I'd never have to recreate that. And the really cool thing about Loom That particular program, because it's designed for this, is that there is on the paid feature, there's an AI piece of it that will take what you said. It'll transcript your entire video and create a bullet point line out for it. So if you want to have it in text and you want to have it in video, you have both. And you literally just did what you always do, which is fill out a contract. And you talked about it why you did it. And now you have this process that you've created in no time at all.
1: Right. And yes. And when you have an assistant and they leave for whatever reason, either they get fired or they get pregnant or they're being transferred or whatever. Right. You have it all right there for your next assistant. Because I can't tell you the overwhelm. I'm coaching somebody right now whose assistant didn't quite work. And so she's hiring a new one. Uh, Fortunately, she listened to 80 percent of the advice was have your assistant create her job. And I say this very respectfully. Remember those books for dummies, you know, Microsoft for dummies. I want that for your assistant's job, right? Because as much as you might love your assistant doesn't mean they're not going to retire or, you know, they're working for you forever. Right. Or they get pregnant, whatever it is. Now you have this book for your next assistant. Loom would be great.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. it's, it's that, that, that tool for me, I'm like, I'm using it all the time now. If I, I'm getting, I have a loom addiction. I think it's, it's a problem. Um, <laughs> I haven't started
1: using it, but now you've inspired me to do oh, that because I do uh, have a VA for my business.
0: Well, and, and it really, wasn't yeah. again, if somebody had put it to me to where, Hey, uh, there's this thing you can get on your computer, you know, you can download on Google, it's an app. It'll you know record your video and, 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 you know, record your screen while you're doing stuff. I'd be yeah. like, Okay. Well, whatever. I mean, that sounds, I've seen other things like that, but but when I listened to the Tim Ferriss podcast and this guy was discussing how they used it in their, in their application of it, that's the part that I was like, Oh my gosh, like I didn't even think about it like that. Right. And so once you put things and again, this goes back to the coaching side of things is when you were talking about earlier about having your, your, um, your, your sessions everywhere, you do like a group call, right? What what did you call it? Your
1: mastermind calls,
0: mastermind call. Yeah. So when you do your mastermind call, you have, Years and hours of experience of things all on one place at one time. And the 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 amount of information that you can pick up from that, the amount of stuff that you can get and the knowledge that you get from those calls and from those talks is immeasurable because you would have to spend hours on YouTube or or you know any kind of online service trying to answer this question that you're trying to answer. Versus sitting in a room with 20 or 30 other professionals that have been doing things. And I guarantee you, someone's going to have an answer to that question. It may not be the perfect answer, but they're going to have something that's going to get you started down the right road.
1: Right. Exactly. That answer might not, like you said, might not be the answer, but it's going to spark that next answer that you didn't even think of. Yeah. Um, My, the mastermind calls are great. You know, I coach a lot of real estate agents. So, you know, when sometimes it's hard for everybody to show up, but when, when a lot show up. Yeah. Magic happens. Yep. Right. And. You uh, know, I hope yeah. you
0: record all those.
1: I do. I tend okay. not to share them though.
0: No, no, you don't have to share them. It's for your because own purpose. don't want
1: to show up. It's like, well, Tanya's going to record it and I can just listen to it, but no, you got to show up to make the magic happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, I record them, but I don't want to, because un- then.
0: Then that way it comes. Yeah. No, I you know. I get that hundred percent. I'm just saying say
1: that I record them. Obviously they know I'm recording it, but um, <laughs> well, you can
0: take those recordings and then you can turn those into all kinds of stuff for your business as well
1: a you, for that. And every single one, there's probably 20 there's in every single mastermind call yep, for me yep. and for my clients. But there's I coach brokers that share stuff, you know, to newbies, you know, yep. it, it, the sharing in the community that I've created um, and it's not, I, I, don't want to say I created, let me backtrack that, that we've created. Yes. I, cause I do very little of the work in those mastermind calls. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, the work is putting the people together and that again, goes back to what I was talking about the leverage the, you know, the three C's of leverage, you know, that right. is collaboration. That's what that one is, is yeah. when you get that many brains in a room, you're going to come up with a lot of good things and good ideas. Now, again, back to the very, very, very beginning of what we said, ideas are awesome. Ideas are great, goals are amazing, but if you don't act on those and create, steps and get there, then it don't matter.
1: <laughs> no well, even matter. if you plan it right, I can spend spend hours planning all of twenty twenty four and planning their marketing, but they've got to execute it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's my next
1: it. business. Hire me for for ninety days. Fly me to Dallas, and I'll do it for you for ninety days. I'm really yes. good. Right?
0: Just to show you how it Just works. To
1: show you how it works. Yeah. Yes,
0: yes, absolutely. So we're almost in an hour and I want to be respectful of your time because I know you got a lot of stuff going on, but um, two other things before we go. Number one is, um, and I'll tell you what number two is happening, but number one is, you know, take your crystal ball out. You you talk to agents all the time. You pay attention to all this stuff, you know, and I, and again, we're not doom and gloom here, but we are reality. Where is our real estate market going to be headed over the next five to 10 years? Are we getting back to super low rates and everybody's selling a bunch of homes or, or what, what, where are we going with that?
1: Well, I wish I had a crystal ball for you, Mike. Um, yeah, I know you're not like going to. We're going to go able. back to three or two percent rates. No, yeah. right. What what I do know is that we have to get back to work. Like COVID, we lost we lost a lot of muscles on customer service, negotiation skills, all kinds of things that yeah. we lost during COVID. So wh- what I what I do foresee is the agents that are going to make it are the ones that lean into community. The ones that lean into coaching, the ones that really take, yes, I'm running a business and I better be working 20 hours a week on on growing my database and marketing, not just working in the business. So is real estate here to stay? Yes. Is it changing? Yes. Of course, we haven't talked much about NAR. Uh, There are a lot of things and they're appealing some of the things that that, that's happening through the NAR litigation. I don't know what's going to happen, but is is buyer agency going to change? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: we're going to dive into NAR. I think we talked a little bit, um, next time on your, on your side of things, yes. we're going to, we're going to discuss yeah. that. Cause I got all kinds of opinions on that as well. Um, but, uh, and then the the last thing I want to ask you then too, is if a, a new client calls you and says, Hey, Tanya, I'm ready to take the plunge. I really need some coaching because I got to get, you know, and, and even the word coaching sometimes I struggle with, I, I think it's, I like the word accountability because mm-hmm. it's, again, it's one thing to have plans and goals and even processes. But if you don't have yourself or someone accountable to you to say, hey, did you do it? Because even sure. I've talked to Marianne before. She's like, I got to call Tanya today and she's going to ask me <laughs> if I did the thing that I told her I was going to do last week. And, I Not, and Marianne
1: does 90% of her action steps. I know, of everybody I, I coach, right? No. Mar- Marianne is on the top of the list of who gets things done. Yeah, but she My still job. struggles with
0: it internally. So
1: well, I know, I know. Um, so, what would
0: you sell somebody coming to you? Like, what what are you going to? How is your program set up? And and what are what are your goals when you get a new client?
1: When I get a new client, I want to know their vision and you know what they like, what they don't like, what their superpowers are. So, a lot of the first hour or two hours is really diving in, finding their where their confidence level is, their their belief system on sales. Right. And then I know where to start. Like I have to meet them where they're at. So I need to know where they're at. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's not just I've closed four homes and I'm making 60,000. I mean, yes, I want to know that, too. But sure. there's so much much more. And then I want to know the end. And then my job is to get them there. Right. right. Or it's a it's a we're both driving in the front seat of the car. Right. Right. And, and, and like when you fly an airplane, when I was learning to fly. Right. the I sat in the pilot seat. The co-pilot still had full control. Right. So it's kind of like we're both there and I've got to figure out the plan. And sometimes the first plan doesn't work. It's like the analogy I use on this is like, you know, you'll get the keto diet or the grapefruit diet and someone will do the grapefruit diet and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So I can't diet. So, right. right? No, we got to come up with plan B. Maybe it's plan Z. And I don't want it to take two years to figure it out. I want it maybe best right. to do that in two or three coach calls. But I'm pretty good at figuring out what, where their superpowers are. And we start with that plan and then they have to execute it. Yeah. yeah. And then if they're not executing it, it's, it's my job to find out what's the obstacle. Is it, you know, fear of success, fear of failure, fear of rejection, time blocking? You know, I know that sounds super simple, but it's not for some people. Some people don't see time the way some people, the way I see time. So we've, I've got to hand really dive into what's the obstacles that are getting in the way so that we get to the end and then yeah. what's next after that. Yeah. Mary, yeah, really what next? She's got a big what's next.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah. something, the, the coaching aspect of things, um, you know, I think it's great as a coach, you have a coach. I mean, it's, it's everybody needs, I mean, we all have coaches all the way through life. We just don't look at it like that because when we're children, we have our parents, right? We, our parents are coaching us on how to live life. You know, and if, if you say, well, my mom and dad, but there was somebody in your life, it could have been a coach or it could have been a teacher, or it could have been an uncle or a, a close family friend or whatever, but in your adolescence growing up, there was somebody there that was helping you guide through life. Maybe they didn't give you the best advice, but they were doing their best, right? And and then when you get to you know college years, you're, you're 18 to 25-year-old or 28-year-old, many times there isn't somebody guiding you, right? You're, you're kind of out there on your own. And that tends to be when you make the biggest mistakes, which yeah. those mistakes tend to be your coach, by the way, <laughs> right? The, well,
1: the, mistakes are good. We learn from them. There's nothing yes. wrong with them. Yeah. Yes.
0: So, you know, you have that point in your life where yeah. where the mistakes are piling up because you're doing a lot of stupid things because your brain's not fully developed and, you know, it's just part of life. Hopefully the mistakes aren't too damaging, but but you learn from those, right? And that, that's what happens. And then we get to this point where, you know, I kind of think thinking about it like that's where this whole idea of a midlife crisis comes from where someone gets you and they're like, what am I doing? What am I, where am I wandering through? Because there's nobody there. You know, the mentor thing was a big thing for a very long time in society where you had somebody as a, you know, if you were going to be a blacksmith and that's what you wanted to be, you worked under an extremely experienced blacksmith and they were going to show you how it all worked. And they were there and you weren't making a lot of money, but, or, you know, whatever, but you were figuring it out. You were learning from somebody, you know, that's where the entire star Wars thing, it's the Jedi master and the paddle. I mean, you have to have somebody that's helping you guide your way through. And if you don't, then it's gonna be a real struggle. There are people that exist that don't need it, right? They they can just Wait, manage they don't know- need
1: it. Or they became very successful. It just took them longer, right? Coaches yes. tend to make things more efficient, more effective. We can see some speed bumps, but it doesn't mean you're not going to get there. I don't want people to think they can't get there. It just might take longer, or it's harder, or you yeah. you know you got distracted by lots of shiny objects that we help you you know not get distracted by. But I'll give you a great example. Yesterday I was on my coach call, mm-hmm. um, and I, I've had some a family member that's had some major health problems, so it, I stopped my live show. And i was talking to my coach yesterday saying you know i gotta get out there and i don't know how to i'm really struggling with getting back out there and you know i'm on social media and what am i gonna do and i just like my coach helped me see the forest past the trees tanya get back on your live it's right (laughs) there in front of me right Right. but i'm like i'm not sure what i need to do right now and i was really struggling with that and it was just was right in front of me but you know i my, Having
0: somebody point that out makes a huge difference.
1: Is, I probably would have figured it out a few weeks down the sure. road or a month down yeah. the road. But again, I, I wasn't in a place to see it. And he's, he showed me like, yeah, get back on your lives. And I'm like, okay, next Thursday. Yeah. yeah. So well, yeah, even if I'm yesterday. using the blacksmith
0: analogy, right? Can you figure out how to mold iron and stuff? Yeah, of course you can figure it out. I mean, you know, yeah. if you've seen a general thing, how it works, like you'll get there. It might take you a really long time to get there and a lot of toiling and tr- trouble yeah. to get there. But you can get there. But my point is saying that not, not everybody needs it. I don't think, I think that's a very small segment of the population that just knows how to get there and yes. will figure it out. Yeah. I think most of us need somebody in our life, whether it's a coach or whether it's a mentor or whatever you want to call it, that is someone there that's constantly pushing you just a little bit further. You got to go a little bit more. I mean, there's a reason that people that go to the gym and get a trainer at the gym that use those trainers regularly, there's a reason right. they have more success than most people do because. Right there is a person there when they want to put that weight down one more time and go okay that's enough they're like no you can nope. do two more <laughs> you got two more. more you can do two more and and they're like but uh, no do two more okay 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 i did it right and now i overcame that hurdle whereas it might have taken them mentally you know 6 months to do those two more if they didn't just have that person standing above them saying no you can do it yeah. you're just not letting yourself do it you know and, yeah. and we all need that to some to some degree
1: well and you know another example and i'll use myself since coaching's so confidential also i'll you know, break confidentiality on my own story. About a year ago, my coach says, "Go live, Tanya." Mm-hmm. There's not enough people out there, you know, going live with what you, you can talk about. Like, yeah. there's no way. Like this sixty-year-old woman's not going live, right? right. So I'm a right. typical client, right? Yeah. I don't want to go live, right?
0: Like I'm, I'm doing what everybody I'm doing else doing
1: it. No, and so she introduced me to a phenom. He's, he's a Texan. His name is Chris Hennessy. He's a live stream coach. So I actually oh, hired him. Okay. And I took his course and it was about a three month course and he gave me some one on one coaching yep. and he got me to go live. He pushed me out of the nest. The first time I went, well, I was on his show yep. and then he promised when I went live on my own show, he'd be my guest. So I had yep. some really great hands. So that's a baby step with the hand holding. Yep.
0: But yeah, I was
1: no way on this green earth and you're getting me to go live. And here I am. So, there you you go. are.
0: See, here we are in your live, no problem. You know, it's not that big of a deal, it's easy stuff. So, no,
1: well, I wouldn't have done that if it wasn't for my coach. There's
0: no yep, way. Yep. Gotta have somebody there, gotta have somebody yeah. there pushing you. Well, Tanya, I uh, I greatly appreciate your time. Um, thank you for hopping on with me. Um, I know we've had to move it a few times, so I apologize for yeah, that. Um, right. you know, so I appreciate you being flexible with me and, and making some adjustments. So, this was great. Um, you know, anybody out there looking to um, you know, kind of up your game a little bit, especially as we get ready for You know, right now's the time it's, it, if you want to start in January or February, you're going to be behind, you're going to be too late. You've got to start now because it's going to make all the difference in the world. And whether you call Tanya or you have anybody that you can reach out to that can be that mentor and be yeah. that person that's going to guide you along the way. I think we all need that. And I think we're all better people if we can get that, get it accomplished. So
1: yeah,
0: Tanya, I appreciate your time. Anything you want to say before we go?
1: Well, what I want to say is thank you to you, Mike, and I know I saw some NARS statistics the other day on how many realtors will be getting out of the market in 2024, and it's a lot. The, the numbers are huge, and I don't want any of you who are listening to be that stat. So get the help you need so that you're not one of those NARS statistics.
0: Well, and like I said in the very beginning, anytime there's anytime there's difficulty, there's always room for opportunity, and you just have to find it and know where to look for it. And you know, there's a lot of people out there that can help you do that. So, all right, guys, have a great week, and we will come back next week. Well, I will actually have um, Amy Cornell. She's a local broker here in Arlington. I've actually had her on here a couple of times, uh, but she's been in the real estate industry for 25 years. Title, mortgage broker. I mean, she's done it all, and she's very involved. Uh, she ran for mayor. She uh, was very involved in arbor so she knows all kinds of stuff about nar and what's going on there so we're going to really dive deep into that uh, because i have all kinds of opinions on this and so does she um and then also too at some point uh, i think tanya and i are going to hop on one of her lives and we're going to talk about this as well so if you want to know what's going on with that and kind of get the ins and outs on how it's going to affect you come check it out all right guys have a great weekend we'll see you next time
1: bye